Hey everybody, David Dean. Welcome to Middle America. Today I wanted to talk about the uh, Republican primary, where frankly I think uh, we've kind of gone off the rail a little bit. When this all started, you know, everybody was ticked off at the Republican establishment, uh, better known as the rhinos, because they're all about big government instead of small government. They're all about crony capitalism. So I thought pretty much we were all in agreement on that. And I thought, you know, we had some priorities. You know, let's try to reduce the budget. Let's shrink government down. Let's get away from all this uh, uh, edicts and reg uh, regulations from the federal government. Uh, Obama's illegal uh, executive orders. I thought we all kind of wanted to coalesce and get around the Constitution and get back to where we were supposed to be. So we were trying to find, uh, you know, not necessarily a conservative candidate because I don't even know what the hell that means anymore. Conservative. I mean, Jeb Bush is, I'm a conservative. You know, really? So I'm going to call myself a constitutionalist. Our forefathers brought forth on this continent a new nation. And they gave us the Bill of Rights and they gave us the Constitution, which is basically the blueprints of how this country is supposed to run. Uh, it's not a suggestion, it's the law, it's the way things are supposed to do, be done. And frankly, I'm a little tired of this uh, country not following the rule of law. I mean, you and I have to, but it seems like our government doesn't have to. I mean, open borders, you know, and everybody's crying about, hey, you know, our immigration system is broken. You know what's broken? The assholes in the government that aren't following the law that are breaking the law. It's simple. Follow the law. The immigration system's not broken. Just letting the borders flood over with people that have low incomes or, or low education and, and, and prospects for no good jobs or bringing entrepreneurial skills to this country is bullshit. So that, I thought that was a priority, you know, and we have constitutional conservatives in this we had constitutional conservatives in this race. We had Ron, uh, Rand Paul, uh, Ted Cruz, and then that was pretty much it. The rest of them are pretty much rhinos. Um, you know, you got you know, <clears throat> Chris Christie. Uh, his claim to fame is he's had his uh, state credit rating downsized, downgraded, I should say, uh, nine times, uh, and he's in favor of the NSA. Uh, Basically, wiretapping everybody's freaking phone. Oh, we're just collecting metadata. Well, you really don't need to do that. Like Rand Paul said, there's a Fourth Amendment. If you've got a clue somebody's going to break the law, then you get a warrant. Then you tap their phone. Then you get the information you need to, you know, to produce a case, and you, and you, and you arrest them. Uh, I'm not happy about all this metadata stuff, you know. Uh, Christie's for it. Now he wants bigger, bigger, bigger government. And now he's, you know supporting uh, Donald Trump, so I think he's looking, looking to, down the road to maybe become the Attorney General, which scares the shit right out of me because he's just going to let the Homeland Security do whatever the hell they want uh, to make us safe. Well, to me, that's not making us safe. Uh, he even said it during his uh, campaign. I will make no apologies ever for protecting the lives and the safety of the American people. We have to give more tools to our folks to be able to do that, not fewer, and then trust those people and oversee them to do it the right way as president. That is exactly what I'll do. Does that make a lot of sense to you? Do you does, does that make you feel safer? 
you know, do it the right way. Well, how well has it been working so far? And then here's what a constitutionalist sounds like. Rand Paul. I want to collect oh. more records from terrorists, but less records from innocent Americans. The Fourth Amendment was what we fought the revolution over. John Adams said it was the spark that led to our war for independence. And I'm proud of standing for the Bill of Rights, and I will continue to stand for the Bill of Rights. There you go. Well, that was an interesting... There, there you go. There you go. Um, th that's what a constitutionalist sounds like. Now, if that's a right-wing nut, then I guess I'm a right-wing nut. Uh, you know, if, if you, to me, if you follow the rules, follow the law, follow the Constitution, how does that make you a nut? That should be the center. That should be where we start from. Anything other than that is basically left-wing, you know, or whatever you want to call it. It's not American. Uh, we, again, had the blueprints made up for us. If you follow the blueprints, that's not being a right-wing zealot. That's being an American. So we, we've, what we've tried to do, or at least what I've tried to do is, as far as vetting these guys, was get rid of the rhinos, get rid of the people that want open borders, people that want bigger government. And pretty much we've done that pretty good up to this point. Uh, but the one thing we haven't done, you know, is, uh, is, is thin the field enough. There's still... Uh, a rhino establishment candidate there and frankly pisses the shit right off of me because he's my senator. I'm from Florida and Marco Rubio is my senator. And in 2012, when we pushed him into office, he promised he wasn't going to be doing uh, amnesty. Well, we can't do that. You know, we can't do amnesty. You know, we can't even make things legal for these people because that's just another form of amnesty. But then no sooner he gets up there, boom, he starts in the gang of eight. But the problem is, if you look back at his record, back in 2009, he pushed for in-state tuition for illegal aliens' children. That should have been a sign. And if people tell me, you know, well, people change their mind. You know, the past kind of shows you what your future is going to bring. So if you can't look at the past and acknowledge to yourself that, you know, this might be a problem, you're just fooling yourself. Let's be honest. You're just fooling yourself. So in 2012, I believe it was uh, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, and Marco Rubio came in on that wave of the Tea Party. And the only ones that haven't really disappointed me uh, was Rand Paul and Ted Cruz. Now, the reason Rand Paul didn't grab any traction this year is because basically he supported... Uh, Mitch McConnell's run in Kentucky, and he became the House Speaker, and he became as useless as tits on a bull. The guy is just dead weight. I mean, he's he's basically a Democrat in Republican clothing. He's given uh, Obama everything he's asked for, and then he puts on these show votes. We're going to defund Obamacare. And what's he do? <clears throat> he just runs that bill through. Well, if you follow Congress at all and you try to get things done, what you do is say, okay, this is what they want passed. Well, this is what I want passed. And you kind of like mix the bills together so, you know, you're going to get some more people from the other side to help push your agenda. 
why you're helping them get what they want as well. But hopefully what they want is not as near as what you want. And that's kind of how government works. But when you just walk in with a single bill and say, hey, I, I want this, everybody's, yeah, right. <laughs> I think that snowballs has a chance in hell. So I think that really hurt Rand Paul. Uh, and I don't know why Marco is not being hurt with this amnesty nonsense. I mean, how you know, he's talking a good game now, but frankly, the game is rigged because he's lying again. I mean, I'm, he's my... He's my senator, and I'm not voting for him. Matter of fact, uh, you know, when Trump came along, I thought, man, this is cool. Yeah, I like the way he's talking. Yeah, let's be tough. Let's be tough. But then the more I listen to the guy, the more I realize the guy's full of shit. I mean, he really is. I mean, he has uh, most of the uh, problems in this country are from crony capitalism, and he's the biggest crony there is. And he really doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. I don't know if you noticed, but like Nevada's like 85% owned by the federal government. What the hell is the federal government owning 85% of a state? Think about that where you live. If you live in California, if you live in Florida, if you live in New York, if you live anywhere, and 85% of the state is owned by the federal government. Where are you supposed to live? <laughs> I mean, how are you supposed to collect taxes to pay for stuff in the state? You build the federal government? Is that how it works? That's crazy, and and uh, Trump has no clue what the hell he's talking about. Here's an interview from Field and Stream when they asked him uh, asked him about uh, the, the property owned by the federal government. I'd like to talk about uh, public land. Seventy percent of hunters in the West hunt on public land and managed by the federal government. Right now, there's a lot of discussion about the federal government transferring those lands to states, divesting of, this, of that land. Is that something you would support as president? I don't like the idea because I want to keep the lands great, and you don't know what the state's going to do. Are they going to sell as soon as they get into a little bit? I'm going to sell? I, don't, I really don't want to keep the land great. I mean, the guy sounds like a moron. I mean, really? You want 85% of a state? It's land to be owned by the federal government. Look what they're doing to Alaska, shutting down all the land up there so you can't drill for oil or anything. Bit of a trouble, and I don't think it's something that should be solved. We have to, we have to be great stewards of this land. This is magnificent land, and we have to be great stewards of this land. And the hunters do such a great job. I mean, the hunters and the fishermen and all of the different people that use that land. So I've been hearing more and more about that. It's just like the erosion of the Second Amendment. I mean, every day you hear Hillary Clinton wants to essentially you know, wipe out the Second Amendment. Excuse me, this guy is just a blithering. I think his glands are great. He really doesn't know what's going on. So Ted Cruz puts out an ad and, and, and basically points the fact out, this is what you're thinking, and he's called a liar. Here's his ad. 85% of Nevada is owned and regulated by the federal government, and Donald Trump wants to keep big government in charge. That's ridiculous. You, the people in Nevada, not Washington bureaucrats, should be in charge of your own land. If you trust me with your vote, I will fight day and night to return full control of Nevada's lands to its rightful owners, its citizens. Count on it. So you heard the recording. You heard Trump. You heard Cruz. Now, was Cruz lying? No. Basically what he said, he was going to keep the land, and, you know, he thinks, you know, they should keep it and make it pretty and keep it pristine and all that happy horse shit. Well, here's what he says at his rally. Well, I have one going on now, Cruz. He's got an ad 
something to do with I want to take away your land and I want to keep it in the federal government. And I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. It's an ad. It's a cruise ad. It's a cruise scam. I'll tell you, so the evangelicals didn't vote for him. You know why? Because they don't like liars. They're really smart people. They don't want to vote for a liar. So why the hell would anybody want to vote for you? I mean, really? What a douchebag. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I spelled out that case for you pretty, pretty well, I'm assuming, that, you know, guy's a douchebag. He really is. And then we want to do subsidies. Part of the problem is picking winners and losers. Why am I paying for some company, whether it's the oil company or the ethanol company or the solar company or Planned Parenthood, why am I paying anybody to be in business? Uh, that's crony capitalism right there, folks. You're picking winners and losers. That's that's crony capitalism at its, at its best. And uh, Trump, how do you feel about your subsidies, buddy? The RFS, which is Renewable Fuel Standard, is an important tool in the mission to achieve energy independence for the United States. I will do all that is in my power as president to achieve that goal. So far, you agree with me, right? I don't. <laughs> I don't. As president, I will encourage Congress to be cautious in attempting to charge and change any part charge of the change. RFS. I mean, we have to do that. Any part Can't even read a script of the that RFS. Wrote for Energy independence is a requirement of America to become great again. My theme is make America great again. It's an important part of it. The EPA should ensure that biofuel RVOs or blend levels match the statutory level set by Congress under the RFS. I thought he was going to close the EPA. The RFS and the associated RVOs, which is very important, or blend levels, past the current 2022 cutoff must be part of a comprehensive energy program that benefits all Americans and ensures, again, that we are energy independent. Gee, really? So, again, I'm for giving government money, which is not government money, it's your money, it's my money. Giving my money to some clown to put corn alcohol in my car. If you want to sell it as moonshine, great. But you're using all the corn, maybe not all the corn, but you're using a lot of the corn that we could be using for food, shipping overseas and making, you know, doing some trades with the company or countries. But you're, you know... Let's dump it in our fuel tanks. Cruz is against it. He won Iowa, the corn state, by going against the subsidies. What the hell does that tell you? People know. People have a half a brain in their head. Then this clown uh, talks about health insurance. Well, Cruz wants to just, that's it, it's done. We're, we're going to get in there and we're going to, you know, get rid of Obamacare. And he, I never heard him say we're going to replace it. You hear everybody else, we're going to repeal and replace. I don't want you replacing it. I don't want you getting in my freaking way. Just stay out of the freaking way. You know, just repeal it. Let the companies, you know, do their thing. Uh, and the thing is, if you want to open up commerce between states, that's a state's issue. They're the ones that set the bar on what people can sell and not sell in their state. The federal government has nothing to do with that. So you have to go through all the different states to erase those circles, you know, those boundaries around each state, you douchebag. He doesn't have a clue what he's talking about. I do. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. 
And then he's talking about, uh, you know, uh, you know, like I say, Obamacare. Uh, we're going to get it replaced, but how are you going to replace it, you know? I mean, if, if Obamacare is repealed and there's no mandate for everybody to have insurance, what's to, I mean, why would insurance company uh, not have a pre-existing, insure somebody well, with I a like the mandate. I like the mandate. I like the mandate. I like the mandate. I like to force you to buy shit. I like the mandate. I like to force you to buy shit. You know, most of my life I've never had, had insurance. I figured, like, yeah, I got to be 50 or so. Maybe it's time to start buying some insurance. And I had, you know, insurance. And I was doing fine with my insurance. You know, I had, uh, I think I was paying $300 a month for a $1,500 deductible. Now, in order for me to pay $300 a month for a $6,500 deductible, uh, that's what I get, $6,500 deductible. Uh, I can actually go to my doctor and I can say, you know, I can either go in there, but I can't either. Now, now that they know I've got insurance, I've got to take my insurance. But there's no savings by walking in there and, you know, getting an appointment to get checked out or anything like that. I still have to pay the office visit. Now, I don't have to pay more than the office visit at this point, but I still have to pay for the office visit whether I had the insurance or not. And it's the same amount. So where am I saving any money for an office call? Uh, I mean, basically, I have catastrophic insurance now. A $6,500 deductible? I mean, really. <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to have cancer, break a leg, or have an operation or something. To, then i got to come up with 6500 bucks while I'm still paying $300 a month to be taken care of. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's absolute bullshit. I'd rather not have insurance if i got to do that route, you know? Now, how are you going to pay for it? Hey, I could take a loan out of my house if I wanted to pay for it, you know? Uh, but, again, that's where he's at. Uh, he's also with the Planned Parenthood thing. I don't think he understands about Planned Parenthood. That's another winner and loser proposition here. Uh, I don't know if you heard this recently or not, but Planned Parenthood, that's a tongue twister, gets paid $500 million from the government. I mean, you. I'm not even going to say the government anymore. You pay, you know, you chip in $500 million to Planned Parenthood, whether you want abortions or not, whether you believe in abortions or not. And uh, you know, Trump says, you know, what, what did Trump say about Planned Parenthood? As far as Planned Parenthood is concerned, I'm pro-life. I'm totally against abortion having to do with Planned Parenthood. But millions and millions of women, cervical cancer, breast cancer, are helped by Planned Parenthood. So you can say whatever you want, but they have millions of women going through Planned Parenthood that are helped greatly. And I wouldn't fund it. I would defund it because of the abortion factor, which they say is 3%. I don't know what percentage it is. They say it's 3%, but I would defund it because I'm pro-life. But millions of women are helped by Planned Parenthood. So what the hell did he just say? He's going to defund it, but he's not. But he is, but he's not. I'm not sure what the hell he said. But the thing is, Donald... If you defund Planned Parenthood uh, and only fund the part that doesn't have to do with abortion, that frees up money for them to do abortions with. So, again, I don't like the idea of picking winners and losers. But here's the real kick in the ass. They got $500 million, right? What did they do with $20 million of it? Come on, what did they do with $20 million of it? You sitting down? They gave it to Hillary Clinton's campaign. Or, excuse me, they're running Hillary Clinton ads. They're paying for it. Hillary Clinton ads uh, for her presidency. $20 million of your money. That's crony capitalism. That should be illegal. If you need money from me, I don't want you, A, 
having abortions with it or be, uh, you know, giving it to a politician. That is how the Democrats play the game. You know, you got to think about this. Uh, the Democrats give people the money. They just subsidize everything. And the Republicans give them tax breaks. So, you know, big business wins on either way. Either you give me the subsidies for it, like Solyndra, I'll give you half a million, you know, $500 million, and you can go blow it and go out of business, and you can give a whole bunch of it back to me so I can run my campaign. Or the Republicans, well, we'll just give you a tax break. We'll give you a tax break on your thing so you don't have to pay as much money and taxes on it. So they get their money that way. So I don't know if you, have, if you guys have figured that out yet or not, but that's, that's kind of like the way the world works. It just kind of amazes me. People look at this guy and think he's a savior. I think he's a buffoon. And I think if this guy is elected, uh, we're going down the tubes because he's going to play both sides against each other. Uh, he's not a reformer. How can you be a reformer if you're donating to the establishment? Or even to Democrats especially. I mean, listen, listen to this nonsense. I was surprised to, to read that Hillary actually went to your wedding. She did. She went to your wedding. And I know you've contributed to her campaigns in the past. You said uh, that her husband is the pe best post-Reagan president. Well, I can't go with Bush. And senior Bush, I really liked. But read my lips, I couldn't stand it. Are you, are you still in touch with the Clintons? No, I'm not. I couldn't not go with Bush. Hmm. How do you, are you worried at all that somebody who has given money to Hillary, she was at your wedding? No, that, I give money to everybody. But that Republican he doesn't give any to me. Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina might no. be concerned about that. No, in fact, a lot of people like it. You know, I don't like it. gridlock in Washington. For instance, I've helped Nancy Pelosi. I've helped Reed. I, I'm a business. Right, you gave money hey, to, to Reed and Jake, Pelosi to help recapture Congress in Jake, 2006. I'm a, I'm a business. You know, I was in business. I, I built a great company. They always treated me nicely. We need that in Washington. We have to what an idiot. I mean, what a buffoon. You know, hey, they've always treated me nicely. Why wouldn't they treat you nicely? You're giving them money, you douchebag. What the hell's the matter with this guy? What the hell's the matter with you thinking about even voting for him? I mean, for crying out loud. What the hell's the matter with you? I really think this guy's got some sort of mental issue. It seems like if, you know, everybody likes him, everybody's cool, everything's cool. I mean... Are you anti-establishment or not? Are you are you there to clean up the mess? Are you there to reduce the size of government? Are you there to uh, help balance the budget or pay off our debt? I mean, listen to this idiot. But we've been complimented and by so many people, and we've been contacted by the establishment types. They all want to know how do they get involved with the campaign. They're giving up on their candidates. And oh, how do they get in? And I mean, these wow. are real establishment people that I've known when I was a member of the establishment and meaning a giver, a big donor. But they are contacting us. He's Gloria, the problem, folks. He's the problem. us left and right about joining the campaign. And these are serious establishment types. All right, now to sum it up. First off, Rubio, he's pro-amnesty. So even though he says he's not, he is, he has been, and he will be. Uh, that's just who he is. Trump says he's anti-amnesty. He's going to make the Mexicans build a wall. But the guy has hired illegals to build his stuff. Hmm. Makes you wonder. He's a freaking hypocrite. So I happened to find this article in townhall.com. And it has like 40 reasons not to vote for Donald Trump. 40 reasons not to vote for Donald Trump.
So let's start with a few. Uh, let's just give you a few. I won't go through the whole 40. Um, uh, Trump's strategy is entirely dependent on the mainstream media. Liberals in the mainstream media have large, have been giving Trump a free ride forever and ever. And uh, the day becomes the, uh, the, the nominee, they'll turn on him just like they turned on McCain. And they have a whole lot of things for this, but to go on this clown. Uh, he's a conspiracy theorist. Before he started falsely claiming Ted Cruz and Marco Ruby weren't eligible to be president, he was a birther who publicly claimed Obama was a fraud. He's too thin-skinned and vengeful to be president. I mean, let's be honest with you. Every time someone says something against him, he just dies on with both feet. He's also caught up in an ongoing fraud trial over Trump University where they basically had people paying for a class and never showed up and never did anything for them. Uh, Trump has extensive ties to the mob, according to a book written by, about him. Throughout his adult life, Donald Trump has done business with major organized crime figures and performed favors for their associates. Prime uh, Trump was publicly supporting amnesty in 2013. That's three years ago, folks. That's three years ago. 2013. It's not like, oh, he's had an epiphany. In three years, he's had an epiphany, just like Rubio had an epiphany. From 2009 to 2012, he, he had an epiphany. But when he got to Washington, he didn't have an epiphany anymore. So, you know, who you are, who you are. I mean, unless you had a 20 or 30-year change of heart, I'm sorry, I'm not going to buy your stuff. Simple as that. Uh, he did support citizenship for illegal aliens. Despite the fact that Trump is supposed to be tougher than anybody else in immigration, he's in favor of rewarding many illegal aliens with American citizenship if they touch back into their home state. See, the thing is, the law says if you've overstayed your visa, visa which like 40% of the people that are here illegally have done, uh, there's a crime committed, and when you get booted out of the country, you can't come back for maybe up to 10 years, depending on the length of your of your of your foul play. Uh, he wants them just to walk across the border, tap toe, you know, just touch their land and come back. Come on back. Hey, come on back. You know, that's amnesty, folks. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's amnesty. He's not that tough on it. He doesn't even make his own products in America. Let's make America great. How? You can't find a tie company in the United States to make your freaking ties? You got to go to China? Well, it's business. No, it's not business. You know, there's a bit of patriotism, patriotism that goes along with this stuff, you know? What else we got here? Oh, he loves Planned Parenthood. Although he claims to be pro-life, Donald Trump has repeatedly praised the baby-killing baby parts selling butchers at, baby, at Planned Parenthood. After being criticized harshly for refusing to cut off funding for the organization, Crumpsh now mixes praise of the organization with unbelievable claims, which I played for you earlier today. Uh, even Planned Parenthood doesn't believe Trump will hurt them because the organization CEO Cecil Richards says she's... Uh, Cecil? Cecil? Anyway, she said she appreciated Trump's kind words. Uh, of course, he can't be trusted at the Supreme Court level. He's too... I'm sorry. Rhino's not good enough a word for him. He's left of being a rhino. Uh, he's largely indistinguishable from Bernie Sanders on health care. Of course, you know eminent domain, obviously. You've heard that story before. Uh... Trump is making it clear he will undermine <clears throat> Israel. He's not conservative, and he has no consistent ideology. Basically, he goes where the money is. 
and he was endorsing Cameron Grants just three years ago. Like I say, I could go on and on and on, but I'm not going to. So let me sum this up for you. As we whittled away the rhinos and the establishment candidates, we've got up to Cruz, who is a rhino. He talks a bad game, you know, I should say a good game. I'm conservative, conservative. That's not good enough. Are you a constitutionalist? Conservative doesn't even mean what it used to mean. So uh, he's pro-amnesty. I don't care what he tells you today. As somebody that's been burned before, he's going to burn you again. So the only one left is Cruz. I know he's a right-wing nut. Bullshit. He believes in the rule of law, which means he's just going to follow the law. He's going to put immigration back on the law. This is the law. This is how we're going to do immigration. And if you're here illegally, guess what? You're going to go home. Now, are we going to round everybody up? Not necessarily. You don't really have to. You just shut off all the freebies they're already getting, like the driver licenses, sanctuary cities, uh, uh, any kind of social services that they're on, uh, the jobs that they have. I mean, once you find out that they're here illegally, and frankly, it's very easy to do. I worked at a tomato packing thing when I was a kid, and you just you know went in there and they separated, they graded the tomatoes and shipped them out and whatever, and I, I, I sold them. Uh, and the Border Patrol came in the one day. And, you know, they they were picking people up and hauling them off. And I was talking to one guy, said, you know, how do you guys know these guys are illegal? He goes, well, the, the easiest way to do is just go in the office and check their Social Security numbers. And we get a list of them and just check their Social Security numbers. And some of them are very easy to see when they have a Social Security number of one and others that just make up Social Security numbers in the right pattern, the right number account. But they're easy to find. You just type it in and it doesn't match this guy or there's no such number. Uh, they're here illegally. It was very easy to do, and they just picked them up and hauled them off. So if you do the E-Verify, where you know, if an employer knowingly hires an illegal, like knowingly meaning if you have a Social Security number of one, <laughs> you know this guy's not here legally, uh, you're going to be fined very, very harshly. Um, they, if they have no reason to stay, they are going to go home. And the other ones aren't that don't want to go home, those you will eventually round up. You, you will find them eventually, uh, whether they're working, whether they're collecting, uh, trying to collect uh, social services, you will find them, and they get booted their ass out. Now, legal immigration, uh, if a million people in here a year isn't enough, we can raise that. We just have to vet them a little better, because frankly, ISIS is crawling across the border. We just have to vet them better. So, yeah, call me, call me a right-wing nut, but that's where I'm at. I want somebody that's going to follow the rule of law, that's going to do away with the crony capitalism, where they're, where they're funding money into these politicians' books. You know, they go there and they don't even do what we ask them to do. So let's get rid of them. Let's not trust Donald to do it for us because the guy's a douchebag. He really is. He's a whiny, crying little man that speaks big, but once you start talking to him and showing, you know, his inconsistencies... You're now a liar. You're, you know, you're a bully. You're, you're, you've got something wrong with you upstairs. Uh, that's who Trump is, and I'm hoping this little recording will make you think twice about it before you vote for this clown. Ted Cruz is the guy we've been waiting for. He hits all the buttons. Yeah, nobody likes him in Washington. He is an outsider, and nobody likes him because he's caught them in their lies and caught them in their bullshit. Uh, 
you know, what's he done in Washington? Well, the guy basically was a solicitor general for Texas, and he's had battles in the Supreme Court and won. What has anybody else done? He made a billion-dollar company. Well, from what his, when I look at his uh, Trump's track record, I don't really uh, like the way he does business, frankly. He's a bully. Uh, so there you go, folks. That's my diatribe for the night. I hope it helped you think about what you're going to do anyway and think about the future of this country because I do believe if Donald Trump comes in here, all hell is going to break loose. Really, really bad. You think it's bad now? I think we're we're on the verge of a revolution, to be honest with you, and uh, something's got to give. And I think Trump will push it over the cliff. Vote for Cruz. Thank you much.